Hobbs, Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you, and thanks for uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will uh, start at the bottom of the hour with uh, Scott Docterman, who covers Iowa for The Athletic. Doc will be here at 1130-ish. 12.05, Bama Bob, Trent, and I will recap the weekend in college football. Look forward to that segment Uh even though they're bad on paper, there's always they always give you a little something, don't they? And this weekend was certainly uh, no different. Uh, and then we'll get to Alex Bussey, who has uh, taken over for Nick Olson at Cyclone Alert 24-7 Sports. Alex Bussey will join us for the first time on Iowa State. Recap Iowa State's uh, loss to Ohio and look forward to Big 12 play that gets underway this coming Saturday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. An equally bad Big 12 team on the other side of the field uh, in Oakland. Oklahoma State. So the weekend has come and gone with the exception of a couple of Monday night football games tonight. By the way, Monday night football just announced that it will air the remainder of their games on ABC for the uh, season due to the uh, writer strike, which I guess is still ongoing. Oh, yeah. Uh, So the ABC is going to pick that up, which makes a, a certain degree of sense there. But how are you? I'm doing good. Good to see you again. It's been a while. It has been a while, right? Almost a week. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good to be back here. And uh, you had your wedding, or not your wedding. No. <laughs> the kids were in a wedding, and you were uh, away on Friday. Um, but away we go with, uh, mm-hmm. with, with, I guess, stories emanating from both camps, Iowa and Iowa State. And it's not the Iowa story that some people are pissed off about. I don't get it, quite frankly. Um, this isn't the first time that Kirk Ferentz has awarded, rewarded, I guess, a better way to put it. One of his kids way down the roster with an opportunity to do something that they likely will never do again. And it's not just six-string running backs. Walk-ons, good kid. Yeah. From a football family Mm -hmm. that there's been a ton of kids that have played for Max White's dad that have gone on to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a program, formerly a Kennedy, that this is a family the Ferentz family knows. Sure. Right? Well, even if he didn't know him, I wouldn't have a problem with it. So I just went back. Right before the show. And I look back at a couple of years. I went way back. 2003. Two different times that year. They scored in the final couple minutes of the game. A big. Mm-hmm. Two. I don't know. Cover. Push it over. Whatever it is. They just scored. Marcus Schnorr had one against Iowa State. When they finally ended the streak. They're up 33-14. In that game that they win. Five game losing streak to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And they punched another one in. In the mm-hmm. final couple minutes of the game. I'm guessing that didn't go well uh, over oh, well I'm sure if I not. could recall that one in my memory bank, but yeah. 2003. Yeah. I was cruising. They're up 34 to 10 against Illinois. And Drew Tate throws a touchdown pass in the final couple minutes of the football game. Went more recent, 2015. Final score. Remember, Iowa came roaring back against Iowa State, made it a one score game. They were up by a touchdown, and they punched one in with a minute left to take a two touchdown lead in that football game. Same year. Iowa, up 33-20. to 20. Final minute of the game against Purdue. Jordan Canzeri scores a touchdown in the final minute of the game. 2018, happened again. Makai Sargent against Minnesota. This happens. This is not some new no. revel. This, the line of thinking that this is something to do with Brian Ferentz. But Trent, here, let me stop you because this is on them. 
not not Kirk, not Brian. This is on Gary Barta, and it's on Beth Getz, who had a chance to right or wrong, and she didn't. Wait, does she have the power though to amend the contract? Fair question. Um, she is. It is on her watch now. She made it sound like at the press conference that she could have done it. Uh, the introductory press conference, where she was asked the question. That uh, I'm paraphrasing, some it's still in place or something. Uh, good question, Trent. Maybe I'm being a little bit unfair, but regardless of this is on Barta. This is on someone there that yeah. should never have happened. And this isn't Monday morning quarterbacking because nope. I said it at the time, and I believe you were with me yes, too. Absolutely. There, we've got a three and zero football team who's off to a really good start, mm-hmm. and the focus nationally is on three twenty five. Yep. The race to 325. It's an embarrassment on Gary Barta, yet another uh, of his blunders that he can't get out of his own way. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was in place when he was gone, and I'm assuming when he walked out the door, somebody in charge could have said, you know what, let's take that out. So let's move that aside. That's that's not good. And it's gonna, it's gonna look, they've gone too far. This is a weekly segment on game day. Yes. And every other national college football writer has picked up on this mm-hmm. thing, and that's where the, I guess pushback came um not, i mean poor scott Dockerman. doc wrote a piece and just got killed and it's the the subject of his piece was understanding why ference is doing this this isn't the first time right and got crushed this is on the university of and this should be no surprise to anybody it should be no surprise to anybody uh that they've done this they've always done this we'll get to iowa state in a second they, your, they, your turn's coming he's right uh a few other notes from the game yes Cade McNamara was bad. Wasn't great, was he? No, he was bad. And he w- he played a bad football. Well, game. that's true. And I and I was disappointed he he was asked to play a bad football game as long as he was because he took some shots in that yes, game. Yes, he did. And late in that game. That pass protection that had been so good the first couple of weeks was brutal. Mm-hmm. Up front, they were terrible. As good as they were in the run game, yeah. they could not protect him and he was as you said, absolutely taking shots in that mm-hmm. football game that he didn't need to take. That is bad. That is a guy that is not believing what he's seeing out there. Mm-hmm. Is it the scheme? Is it the system? Is it a guy that is still playing injured yeah. and you're seeing that show up? I, I thought the broadcast and Anthony Heron did a great job of talking about the number of times that he was double clutching. He was not believing mm-hmm. his eyes. He was mm-hmm. not believing his reads. And he saw that Anthony show Anthony Heron's pretty good. He's really good. Yeah, he really is. He used to have Anthony on a lot. We need to get him is back that right? in the mix. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Anthony's uh, one of my favorites. He's okay. a really good dude, and it was back when he was not doing much Big Ten. It was back when he was called mm-hmm. mostly Pac-12 football at the time. Really, really good guy, and sees the game well, and I thought he was spot on. Uh, the number of times that you saw him double-clutch it and passes that were there, passes that he normally unleashed. Is it the injury? Is it, hey, I'm feeling a little bit more healthy. Maybe I can move around a little bit more. Mm. That could be a two. I'm going to go through my reads and my progressions, but Cade McNamara, certainly his worst football game in an Iowa uniform. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with you. Conversely, maybe his best game in an Iowa uniform, I'd all but written LaShawn Williams off his spot on the depth chart. Now I know that there was some mitigating factors that uh got him into the football game as, as quickly as it did, but boy, he looked he looked good, did he not? He, he was uh, excellent. Both running and catching the ball because he had a couple of passes uh, caught a couple of passes uh in that game that were that were really big. That screenplay was a thing of beauty. They yeah. caught up Western Michigan on a blitz. Mm-hmm. And there's like one guy on that side of the field. Mm-hmm. Logan Jones is running right in front of LaShawn Williams, and they don't have anybody to touch. Are you, do I sense you giving Brian Ferentz a little credit? That was a good one. Okay, now, all right, just want to get you. Also, <laughs> okay, <laughs> pounding the football. You're down in the game, trying to come back. Second quarter. 
after the delay, pounding the football right mm-hmm. up the gut, just power football. And earlier in the game, the Caleb Brown jet sweep worked. Yeah. Second and two, what do you do? Do you take a shot to the end zone? No, no, no. We got to go right back to the well yeah, again. Run the bad. jet sweep to the short side, uh-huh. third and three, and then what happens? Luke Lachey snaps his ankle. Trent, that was that's brutal. That's gross. That was brutal. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, we don't know how long it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think this one gets you back anytime soon. Compound fracture, um, I those kind of things. Now, I did see a Twitter doctor saying that mm-hmm. if it is just a dislocation of the ankle and a broken ankle with it, it could be something where he could be back sooner than you would think. Like when? November? Right, right. Yeah, it'd be definitely. Really? Wow. But we don't know at this point, and we will find out, I'm sure, more information about that tomorrow. Still, you have to say the likelihood is he's out for the year. It sure seemed like that, right? right. Uh, At the time, and um, yeah, that was gross. And he's such a good player, too. Mm -hmm. He was the next one. By the way, his old... um, um, tight end room mate from last year. This Laporte is something, isn't he? Yeah. My God. What a game he played yesterday. It's pretty good when you have a quarterback. Holy mackerel, he's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, there's her. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're blowing a little sunshine up Brian Ferentz's skirt, but you, got, you found a spot to bring Petrus into the conversation. And what about Brian freaking out on the sideline? Yeah, what was that about? Uh, well, it was McNamara's second pick, the one that he threw in the end zone. Yeah. They would have had a field goal that would have made right. it 17-10 going into the, into the locker room. And that's what he was upset about. And he was you could see his lips. He was just... Keeps going over as I was rewatching the game again last night. Stupid, stupid decision. Stupid, going nuts on the mm-hmm. sideline. Brian, you got a lot of stupid decisions, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It was kind of good that uh, the, the the ire seemingly was um, was directed at his quarterback, mm-hmm. who he needed it. He did. Need McNamara it. was. Back. Yes, I agree with you. And I'm pro- I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's kind of the first blowback McNamara's probably got since he got to the got to the state. Right. I'm he, guessing, he was right? anointed. He was, yes. He was up there on top of Mount Pius. Looking down at everybody, right? And you drag him Getting down. Their, you a know bit. what's chewed out time yes. after time at the quarterback to this point got away scot free. Good for Brian Ferentz for lighting him up because I agree with you, Trent. That was not Cade's best game, but what was behind it? Um, look, it's all about this Saturday, right? It and is, and yeah. then moving forward, boy, this has a big game feel to it. Do you walking away three games in? Are you more optimistic that Iowa can win this game or less optimistic than we were at points this summer? Uh, about the same. Yeah. Like, I think my optimism lies is the Big Ten West is awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's awful. They're clearly the best yes, team. Yes, the they're Big clearly the best team. I agree with you. It's not saying anything. No, but... it's not. It's no. kind of like being the fastest runner in Pleasant Hill, right in fifth grade. <laughs> doesn't really doesn't mean anything. No, no, it doesn't beat a whole lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, about both the same. I think Penn State's good. I think I'm a little less optimistic than I was. Okay. The game script has to be the same. Look, they're not going to win 31-27. Yeah, I would, look, I'd feel better if they had Lachey. Yes, that would help. They're going to have to grind out a 17-13, uh-huh. 2017 type of game. Mm-hmm. Probably have a special teams play in there, a defensive score. Yep. The game script's the same. I'm just, I thought the offense would still be a little bit further along than they are right now. Mm-hmm. And if they do need that score, they're down 17-13. They need to drive to win the game with six minutes left. It's not a two-minute drill, but they need to have a nice, long, sustained drive of 80 yards. 
I'm not quite there yet with this yeah. offense. Um, back to special teams. I really like Wetjen returning kicks. Yeah, he's, he's got, got some, some speed. He does. They said he's the fastest dude on the team. I he's, heard he, that. He looks it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's got some wheels. Uh, and the, then Cooper DeGene returning punts. I mean, that one punt return, that's not fair. Oh, yeah. The, that's video game-like. Where he spins out yes. of it. Yeah. He had a <laughs> couple of those plays. There and he was, comes off the field smiling. There was a stat that I heard today. It was the hidden yards, which is basically almost all special teams and a few mm-hmm. other things. And it where drives start, that's a part of it too. It's your defense setting up short fields and mostly special teams though. Iowa uh, outgained Western Michigan something like 320 yards in the Jeez. hidden yardage uh, stat line in that. I think their average starting position was the 41. It was the 20 for Western huh. Michigan. And those are those hidden yards. And that's another part where Iowa's probably going to have to dominate special teams mm-hmm. to win the game yep. against Penn State, but They've shown that ability. LeVar Woods, mm-hmm. boy, is he good. Yeah, you'd certainly like to have him coaching your special teams if you're going into a big spot, and that's who they've got. And Drew Stevens yanked one. He did, and that was ugly. It was, yeah. It was ugly. I'm it was glad com- they got another chance. That was right after the delay. That was that first drive after the delay. You wonder, did he? how many, ki- how many kicks did he get warming up? Is that something? There's at least a reason that you could see for it, mm-hmm. because that's not a kick that we've seen ever. Yeah. From Drew Stevens. Although I thought the delay was actually worked out well in Iowa's favor. I think so, I thought too. it was a different football team yeah. that returned to Kinnick Stadium um, that certainly left it. All right, Iowa State. And I, I guess, Trent, um, look, all, all offseason, right? Ryan Clanton this, Ryan Clanton that, Ryan Clanton this. I'm so fed up. I got so fed up with listening about how much better Iowa State's offensive line is going to be. Do they pass pro a little bit better? I think so. <laughs> I do. Can they run block to save their lives? The answer is absolutely not. It is embarrassing. Your head coach, we'll get to him in a minute, because speaking of embarrassing, mm-hmm. um, for him to come out and say that they got they were out physical, that the team from the MAC physically beat the you-know-what out of the Big 12 team on the other side of the field in Iowa State. Good for Campbell for saying that. Good for Campbell for not trying to sugarcoat that, because that was absolutely terrible that your running attack averaged one not even two yards a carry mm-hmm. not even two yards a carry i want to stop for a second rocco beck is not the problem no not at all rocco beck had his best game as a cyclone rocco beck was you, excellent you've got something to build on there with your quarterback now your head coach and everybody in football this thing went viral and with the exception of the hardest, hardcore, cardinal and gold, Kool-Aid swilling, sunglass-wearing fans, that was embarrassing, what Matt Campbell did. I've heard, I've heard and read some of the most ridiculous stuff that this is probably a fan of another school. Maybe he's a Hawkeye fan that went out to his car and got his jersey and put it on and, and took his place on the fence and got there just in time to scream at Matt Campbell. This guy is a long-time Cyclone fan. That's Sage Rosenfeld's jersey he's wearing. Right. How long has he been a fan? Forever. Your coach, who's making millions of dollars, turned around and wanted to have his, as um, um, McMichael would say, have speaks with the fan wearing the Sage Rosenfeld's jersey. You've got to keep walking, Matt Campbell. That's an embarrassment to you. That's an embarrassment to Iowa State's football program. I'll be shocked tomorrow if at his press conference, and he will be asked. I have Mm -hmm. faith in the Iowa State media. Someone will ask this question if he doesn't apologize. And then does the same thing on his radio show Mm -hmm. on Tuesday night. That was an awful look on the head coach of Iowa State. 
Period. What, what was he going to do? What was he going to do? Was he going to beat the guy up? We don't know. Was he going to get in his face and scream at him? I would think that was certainly um, on, uh, in the cards because he was headed in that direction. This was not. This is pretty innocuous. It was You're in the hot seat. That's well, what the guy said. That's what he said. Yeah. That's what the guy said to him. Yep. And that sets you off. Right. That's a problem. That's a big problem. That's a guy that if is... If this was Kirk Ferentz doing this, if this was fill-in-the-blank, Iowa State fan, mm-hmm. put your coach in there. Hayden you, Fry, Dr. Tom anybody. Davis. Fran McCaffrey. Mark, Mark Farley. Yes. And guess what? We've ripped on Fran plenty of times. Absolutely. And everybody, all Cyclone fans, would just have had a field day mm-hmm. doing that. Because it's your guy that you're going to twist yourself in a knot again? To come up with an excuse, your team went on the road and got beat by a team in the MAC, a team that physically kicked the sh- blank out of you. Stop myself. That mm-hmm. would have been bad. That was good. You got it. Um, can't run the football. You've got a really good quarterback. Uh, I can't fault Higgins for slipping. I mean, that was bad. Right. 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 That was just that was unfortunate. Because I think the play was there. The field goal, you know what? I'm going to go with the guy that was standing right under the goalpost. Who had the best vantage point? Well, that would have been him, Trent. Not right. the guys watching the tel- their television and wherever they were. Did I think it was him when it was kicked? Yeah. But you know what? The guy immediately waved it off. Mm-hmm. The guy standing right under the goalpost waved it off. And if you're in a spot that you think that, that your team's 2023 being is going to be dependent upon a call on a field goal against a MAC team? That's embarrassing. For embarrassing. State, 13 carries by the running backs. 13 carries. By the running backs. Because Beck had a bunch of them, did he not? 11 yards. Uh. 11 yards. 13 carries. We're 11 Ryan yards. Clanton, this violent. They come off the line. They're violent. I bought it. I thought Clanton was going to be the elixir. I thought this was the guy that was going to finally fix them and at least make them confident. Jeez, they've sold you another bill of goods. I they do it. it every year. Hook, line, they and sinker. They do it every year. They win the offseason. Every year. Yes, they do. They'll do it again next year. Yes. Coming off a 3-9 and nine season. Pro football focus grades for the offensive line. Your best, Grant Schreiber. He was a 66. That's above average. And did he start in a game? I'm not even sure he no, started. No, he played the least amount of snaps. That's what I thought. Of any of the offensive linemen. Simmons had his best game. He was a second grade. Well, bar's not set real high. No. After that, Hufford, Benefis is a 58 and a half. That's below average. Mm-hmm. The final two, Tyler Miller, a 46.9. Jesus. It's brutal. James Neal, who played every snap. At left tackle. A 27.8. Good God. Under 50 on both pass blocking grade and run blocking grade. Oh, my God. Awful. Ryan Clanton this. Ryan Clanton that. I bought it. This was going to be the guy. This was the guy. Is it scheme? No, you know what it is? The guy got lucky. He's got two guys in the NFL. Both of them can play their ass off. I mean, he didn't get those guys to the NFL from you and I. You and I happen to have a couple of guys that grew up as Panther fans that didn't have options to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they go to the pros, and all of a sudden, Ryan Clanton's the almighty offensive line guru, right, that we're led to believe. No, he's not. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You can't run the football against a MAC team. You know what? Here comes the Big 12. Here comes the Big 12. Well, good news is you get Oklahoma State first. It was just awful. <laughs> they're, they're terrible, aren't they? My good yeah. God. I'm going to guess Stillwater Radio is not very fun today.
Nor should it be. No. Neither should Des Moines Radio be. Right. It shouldn't be. That's embarrassing. And then your head coach, to top it off, wants to fight a fan. A fan. Look at that dude who he was trying to get after. The spindly guy that... what? Right. Exactly. This guy is wearing Sage Rosenfeld's jersey. No, no, this is a plant. <laughs> this, this is a guy who's been a fan for decades, is my guess. Was it an Antifa plant? I mean, we've, we've oh, heard we plenty heard of this those. One, yeah. Yeah. The thought process to go down that line of thinking that a Hawkeye fan, and that's what it was. Nobody thought it was a K-State fan or that it was an Oklahoma State fan. Everybody that came up with this theory yeah. said it was a Hawkeye fan. Right. And a Hawkeye fan was going to take three and a half hours out of their day to go to a crappy Mac stadium right. to watch a game that they do not give a crap about to possibly. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't go Iowa State's way, right. boy, have I got something for Campbell when he runs and off I'm the And I'm going to tell him he's on the hot seat as he runs by to get a reaction. Right. That's your thought yeah. process. That's what you believe yeah. is going to happen. Come on. Yeah. Let's come live in reality. No. That is not reality. The no. reality is Your reality is your, your head coach embarrassed himself yes. and the program. No other way around it. None. There's no other answer. A guy that runs Period. High. We've seen Matt Campbell. But he doesn't care if he wins or loses, Trent. Oh, no. And you know what? They bought that, too. Oh, here's something I have for you. This is in my notes, and I wasn't sure if we'd get to it. The most together team, right? That, uh, that's what Campbell that's talked that, that about. And the hook, line, and sinker that everybody bought into that. Yep. There was the He's play. He's playing check- chess. Everybody's playing checkers. I believe it was the drive that ended in the missed field goal. In the Did he, didn't he make it? Yeah. Rocco Beck is running, and it looked like the guy from behind him was going to strip it out. Do you remember the play? As he's running to the sideline, yep. there's yep. a guy right yep. on his tail. Yep. It looked like he was going to punch it out. So, But he gets bumped out of bounds and hit pretty hard out of bounds. Not one, not one Cyclone player came to the sideline. It was the Ohio sideline. Not one, not a wide receiver, not a tight end, not an offensive lineman, so not I a running back. That, not right? one player came over to the Ohio sideline. Where their quarterback was on the ground. Where your your quarterback is 20 feet out of bounds. Not one player for Iowa State came over to help him up. I Not one. That. Have you ever seen that no. in football? No. I, no. I cannot remember an example. That is togetherness. That is picking up your guy. Mm-hmm. That is the garbage that he likes to spew, mm-hmm. and we did not see it. A perfect example, and it didn't show up. You got work to do in that locker room too, Matt Campbell. Yeah, no, he does. This program, Trent. Um, look, here's the thing: he's going to survive next year, and he should. He should. He absolutely should. The bank account's going to be empty. He's starting anew next year. This was um, this was alarming. This was the first time I think. Um, no, the second time. And when when he when he stopped the reporter, no, 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 no. That that's not my goal. And I'm paraphrasing here, but you remember what I'm talking about. My goal is not winning the Big Twelve. No, 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 that's not my goal. And the country, with the exception of clone fans, couldn't believe that their head coach actually said that. And you're twisting yourselves in knot again to placate yourself. It's just, it never ceases to amaze me. Uh, a couple of calls before we get to a break. Uh, Jeff, real quick. Jeff, seriously, we, we got about a minute uh, for all three of our callers on hold. So go ahead, Jeff. Ohio's best win in 10 years. Last win that they've had against a hot, a middle-of-the-road Power 5 was Penn State in 2013. I got a notebook, too, and that's what was in it. Let's talk about some things that was going on in that game. They also burned a timeout when they were going to punt. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was take a delay a game, yep. move, the, move, a cha- move the change back five yards, and punt. Save a timeout. These are just 
101 coaching. Let's talk about another one. Best drive of the day. They've got four straight QB sneaks. They kick a field goal, fourth and one. Why not run another QB sneak, move the chains, and try to win the game? We play to win the game. But supposedly, it's not about wins and losses with the, with this guy. Well, a couple of years ago, he should have took, I don't know, another coaching job or NFL job. But I, I guess it's it's not a big deal to Cyclone fans or the coaching staff because it's about togetherness. But you know what? It's an embarrassment to any Iowa State fans to watch that hot garbage. And, again, I've talked about recruits. You think recruits, recruits watching that game, watching Iowa State get manhandled by Ohio, a MAC team? That's an embarrassment. And you know what? He should have been fired on the spot. I'm sick of it. And I'm not even an Iowa State fan, but that's an embarrassment. What Coach Campbell did, what do you think about the players? What if the players did that? Oh, they're going to get punished, this and that. But what the coach, the head coach can do that, and there's going to be no re- repercussions? It's a joke, guys. Have a good day. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Brian is next. Brian, how are you? Good. How's it going, guys? What's up? Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I was calling, I heard on the morning rush this morning of that, that fan that said that to Matt Campbell. He actually is a season ticket holder and goes to all the away games and all the home Jesus. games. So it wasn't a plan. a friend of a friend of Ross's. Uh-huh. Is that a fact? And wasn't a plan. So, huh. yeah, he's not. Just some, um, you know, guy that was just there. So he, he has supported this program through the bad years of Rhodes, through the bad years at the end of McCarney, through the two Chiswick years. This guy's been with them that entire time, and this is the guy that Matt Campbell, I guess, was trying to fight or certainly get into his face when he was told that you're on the hot seat, Campbell? Not That's some Johnny-come-lately? I am a coach. The media would be having a heyday over this. Man. Oh, my God. Brian, thanks for thanks, that. Brian. I did not know that. Uh, good stuff out of the morning rush. So this is Ross's. Somebody knows Ross, apparently, yeah. <laughs> what an awful look. Terrible. Uh, Bob, how are you? Trent and Ken, I called you guys maybe a week or so ago to give uh, Trent some crap about the Colorado of Nebraska pick. I don't <laughs> know if you remember that I do, yes, yeah. yeah. And one of the things I want to talk about that day was Iowa State winning four games and Matt Campbell being on the hot seat next year. And I I think, I think you guys poo pooed that a little bit. I did, yes, and I still do. I was thinking, and I'm not saying he deserves to be on the hot seat. I'm not saying that, but the fans' natural reaction, you know, is is going to be we need to start looking elsewhere. I didn't think it'd start today or yesterday i was thinking we'd get through a crappy season this year and and after a loss or two next year it would start yeah no i'm I'm with you bob uh thanks for the call i appreciate it uh it has happened a little quicker than uh and this doesn't help that reaction no that that does not help things doesn't one bit you want to see a fan base start to turn Mm -hmm. go after one of them Right, it doesn't this, help. This guy is a longtime fan of the program. Well, I when I when I saw the jersey, a I remembered that Rosenfels was eighteen, and I'm pretty sure that's the style that they wore when he. So I knew he'd been a, at least I thought that that uh, you know that he's followed this program for some. I did not realize that he travels with this team. So if he does, and this is legit, then some of the people that. Um, have traveled with the team, whether it be other you know families of players, they've had to run across this dude. How come? That's the only question I have. How come, and I hope he doesn't. In some respects, no, no one puts a name to his right yeah. to his face. We don't need a Bartman situation. Yeah, we don't. No. We don't. We don't. No, no, it's not like this guy was 
you know, was was throwing Campbell's family or no, you know, no. And he talked about you're on a hot seat, Campbell, and that that sets you caused your, t- your 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 coach 15, to be 20 feet in front of him, right? And you're going to turn around and had to be restrained. You know the fake tough guys. Right. Hold me back. Hold right. me back. Like Mel Weatherwax when he tried to fight Bill Self. <laughs> right. That kind of tough guy? Yes. Hold me back. <laughs> Steve, and then we got to get to a break. Steve, real quick. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Thanks for calling. You bet, guys. Hey, just love the program. Love. This morning, Ross also made a comment about that, you know, for Iowa guys, that this is just like Fran McCaffrey. And I'm like, I completely. Fran loses it in the passion of the game. So has so has Campbell in the past game. Go back in that Oklahoma game where he got the offside that he called. But to lose it as you're walking, going down the sidewalk with it's like it's a whole other level, guy. It's not like like McCaffrey. No, this is no. different. Steve, thanks it's for the okay. call. I appreciate. It. We got to move on. We're a ton late, but you're 100 percent right. I, uh, we'll take a timeout. It's 11:30. We're underway on a Monday. Scott Dockerman on the Hawks next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. for details. <laughs> Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Here until 1 o'clock, let's get Scott Dockerman in here. He covers the Hawkeyes for the Athletic Big 12, or Big 10 rather, topics as well, television, etc. We're going to focus on, I guess, a little bit of look back before a whole lot of look forward to Penn State. CBS, Brad Nestler, Gary Danielson. CBS has that one. What a night of college football that's going to be next week. And, Doc, you'll be there uh, in uh, State College to see it. But uh, I guess let's uh, go back to uh, before we go forward. Uh, Doc, I felt bad for you yesterday having to, um, you know, I guess not defend your – you didn't have to defend your column. People didn't understand it for whatever reason, which tells me they couldn't have read it, Doc. Um, But it's a national – before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Topic, right? And, and it, it, Barta never should have done it in the first place, in my opinion. And Beth gets if she could have got out of it. Uh, she should have rescinded the the clause because that's what the national media is talking about, and um, and not the three and O team that's you know taking on Penn State um, this week. It's about Brian Ferentz, and it's the twenty five points a game. Yeah, it's turned into such a rash, I would say, for like the fan base and for everything. And everybody gets a scratch. It just depends on what's the you know the how deep it goes. And I work for the Athletic, and I'm connected nationally i mean we have a lot of national reporters probably more than we do team reporters these days and we have a slack channel and when iowa scored past 24 points 
Um, there were siren emojis. Iowa, you know, in all capital la- uh, letters, Iowa gets past 25 points. And, and our people are sending out things on Twitter. You know, Iowa finally hit 25 points. And, and that's just a microcosm of what it is nationally. Because mm-hmm. every time I'm, whether I'm talking to somebody on a radio show like this, or I'm out and about, that gets brought up every single time. And it gets old for me let alone everybody else. And the thing is, you look the other day, that was the highest yardage that they had rushed for since 2019. You know, the most points they've scored in a game in 25 games. They're looking they're looking better. They're improving. And yet the only thing that's going to get brought up now mm-hmm. is the drive for 325. And they're a laughing stock because of that. And it's really unfair and unfortunate. And for whatever reason, people just want to read the tweet. They don't want to read the whole story. And and there's probably nothing more frustrating to me than, yeah. than, than writing 1,200 words and having, you know, 280 characters deciphered. It's going to be a conversation piece, fortunately or unfortunately, throughout the course. We talked about something earlier. Does Beth Getz, in her interim role, does she have the power, if she wanted to before the season, that she could have amended the contract, that she could have walked it back or... Was it maybe just too much too soon and just kind of le- let sleeping dogs lie, if you will, and keep the contract as it's currently constructed? The problem is, Trent, I mean, she just started as the interim. I mean, Gary Barta was still the AD up and through August 1st. So she would have had to do it on August 2nd, and that's really an awful thing to do to somebody who's an interim just to or, you know, replace some sort of clause that had been in there. And, uh, you know, and she's really the interim, not the, the full-time AD yet. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with her keeping it in there. And I think she said all the right things. Let's just worry about winning games. I think that's probably what locals, for the most part, think, except for those who want Brian out under every single right. uh, possibility. It, it doesn't matter if they scored 41. It's They're complaining because, well, they should have scored 48 or, <laughs> well, this doesn't really matter anyway because it's just Western Michigan. Um, so I, I think in her case, she's doing the right thing, but having it there in the very, very beginning, you, you know, it's, it's the last move of Gary Barta's tenure and it's probably fitting because it, it's <laughs> yeah. short-sighted. Yeah. It's short-sighted. It, it turned it, you know, what he thought was placating the fan base that came after him for supervising Brian Barrett. And instead it turned this into a wildfire and a story mm-hmm. because, if they lose this weekend, if they don't score 25 points, I don't think they will win or lose against Penn State. Then it's just going to be thrown out there again, and it'll be in prime time. So it's just a it's a bad situation for this program, and you feel bad for the players who are working hard and, and trying to put together a good season. Feel bad for Luke Lachey. Uh, what, what do you anticipate we're going to hear, Doc? Have you been uh, privy to any intel? Yeah, there's no way he's playing this year. I mean, this, this is, year, okay, gru- yeah, yeah, that's gruesome. Yeah. That was yeah. disgusting. Uh, I mean, I, I have I, I have a picture of it. And I don't think anybody wants to see that. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, we're talking like Drake Kulik a few years ago type of thing. Wow. So yeah, um, you know, I, I'm interested in knowing probably more about his future. I mean, you know, if he mm-hmm. comes back healthy in the spring is he going to go to the nfl or is he going to come back to iowa that one to me is probably a bigger question than whether he plays again this year because unless he has miracle grow inserted into his leg he's not playing at any point you know before next spring at the earliest thought it was the worst game in a hawkeye jersey from Cade mcnamara struggled 
made the interception late in the first half that drew the ire of Brian Ferentz as he kept hollering on the sidelines, stupid, stupid decisions over there. Uh, not a great game for McNamara, a lot of double clutching. What do you take it away from that? Was it something Western Michigan was doing, or was it just a bad football game because he plays like that Saturday night? I was getting blown out. Yeah, that wasn't a very good game for him. I, I'm not going to defend him on that. This is really where uh, now it, it gets real for him and for this program. Uh, when you look going forward, that uh, these are the games why you're here. Go go compete with Penn State. I'm not going to even say win because that's that's a tough chore no matter who's the quarterback. But I, I think, yeah, it wasn't a real good game for him, especially in the first half. He missed on passes. I think not having Lachey in there, you know, forced him to, to fight Southpaw a little bit, and he wasn't really prepared for it. I think he's capable of more. I've seen more from him, so I think I chalk it up to a bad game. I'm not chalking it up to Western Michigan. He misfired on some throws. There was one he threw to kind of, he had an open receiver in the, in the near the sideline. He threw away over his head, and I said, well, that was kind of Petrus-esque. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, that's where I kind of look at him right now, but you know, one thing Kirk said after the game, I think makes a lot of sense, is he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. And he's still still trying to come back. We saw the scramble. It was, he was hobbling, you know, kind of like Aaron Rodgers did several years ago and gets the Seahawks. And so he's got he's to try to lessen that pressure, let people work around it. The offensive line is getting better. And I think he just, uh, you know, I, I think being – he needs just to take himself out of it mentally because he's he's a good player and he's better than what he showed. I want to talk a couple of minutes on special teams. Uh, a, I really like what they've got in Weijin. Uh, he's got some wheels and and I think they found their kick returner. I get that uh, Tory Taylor's got a lot of the credit for the uh, pinning them deep, um, but I thought Hall made the play on the on that ball. Did he not? Wasn't it T.J. Hall who kept that ball from going yeah. into the end zone? That was a hell of a play, Doc. Yeah, it's kind of funny how we look at somebody with the number two, and they're just always making plays on punt. You know, for all those years, Terry Roberts, yeah. DJ Hall, mm-hmm. he saved the ball. Luke Elkin, the snapper, was down there to stop it. And you want to talk about complimentary football? That sequence right there was was why it works. Which is you have a a punter that gives his, his uh, gunners a shot to stop it. They did. Then they stopped. You know, they didn't even give up a yard on defense. They forced a punt. And uh, at that point, I remember turning to somebody in the press box. I said, you know, your inclination is, especially with a short end zone, go after it. Don't go after it. Allow uh, Cooper to return it. And he he brought it back 18 yards. And the next play, you have a screen pass for a touchdown. And that's how complimentary football works and all three phases. And and so I like what they have. I mean, Caleb Johnson, of course, was out, which was the reason why uh, Caden Weijin was back there returning kicks. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, obviously Cooper DeGene is an outstanding punt returner. And Drew Stevens missed a shot, you know, missed a, a field goal, which is unusual for him. Only a third of his career, but I think they got a, something pretty good there, too. No doubt about it. Well, it is Penn State, a team that I know I was enamored with this offseason. Enough and I've seen three weeks in has changed my opinion on the Nittany Lions. Drew Aller looks like an absolute stud back there. What's it going to take to beat this Penn State team? Not just hang around, but actually win the game Saturday night. Yeah, there's gonna they're gonna have to play by far their best game. There's yeah. no question. I I watched them a couple of times. I I think they've 
They've got some explosiveness. I don't know that they've got a Jahan Dotson or KJ mm-hmm. Hamler receiver or a tight end. You know, Theo Johnson's not bad, but I don't think he's like Friar Muth or anything like that. I, I think they are a little inflated offensively than what I've than what we, you know, what my expectation was. So, but they've got two really good running backs. They've got a pretty good offensive line, an outstanding left tackle. And if there is a disappointing aspect of the Iowa team right now, to me, it's their pass rush. I mean, they're, they're last in the Big Ten in sacks and, and with three. And I thought that I would see a better pass rush from them, especially the interior. And it's not there. So they've got to, they've got to put some pressure on Drew Aller and make him make mistakes. He's a young player. This is a big game. It's a big game for them too. They don't like Iowa, and that you know, based on two years ago, it's, it's understandable. So, and then Iowa offensively take care of the ball, do the small things, be, you know, don't try to do too much. And and I think that goes for everybody and and move the ball. And and a lot of times when you get to those games, if you could weather the early barrage, if you get after the quarterback a little bit, force some three and outs. I was right where they want to be. You know, it, it, God forbid for some of the fans that might, they might win or lose sixteen to thirteen. But if they do, um, you know, I, I hope people keep their, that in mind that they're playing a pretty good team. But but we know that some of the fans don't care. You know, if it's yeah. not twenty five points, then then they then they're all complaints all the time. Well, Lashawn Williams was really really good, Doc. I thought he was in danger of losing his place on the depth chart to Patterson. That he might uh, Patterson might jump over him. But what is the status on Caleb Johnson and Patterson uh, for uh, Saturday night against Penn State? Caleb Johnson, I think, will probably be all the way up to a game time decision. Uh, he suffered an ankle high ankle sprain at Iowa State. And so he was pretty much withheld all week. They knew that he wasn't going to be able to play last week. But Patterson um, was more precautionary, um, had a kind of a slight tweak. Um, you know, didn't play in the second half. I think he feels, you know, that one, my guess is he'll probably be able to go. But, you know, yeah, Williams came out and, and really competed well. He had some great holes, and he took advantage of it, ran really physical. Um, and then the two young ones, you know, that came off the bench, Kamari Moulton and, and TJ yeah. Washington had great games too. And, and Max White finished with a touchdown. So, uh, they do have a deep bench and that's a good thing for them because they may need yep. multiple running backs on Saturday. Um, this will be the best defense they face all year and they've got it at every level. And, and so they're going to be, they're going to be scrapping for every inch. Going to be a wonderful, wonderful Saturday night. Uh, Hopefully, um, yeah, let's hope it's a good game. Doc, uh, thanks for popping on as always. Is this the most difficult venue to get to in the Big Ten, travel-wise? <laughs> yes. It is, right? Yes. No question. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's like that for the Big 12 guys going to West Virginia. West Virginia, but right. This, this one's just – the airport's right there, so it's fine. But the worst part is actually for football staying there because every hotel room is like 600 bucks. So, uh, you know, you drive like 45 minutes just to get one that's 300 bucks a night. Scott Dockerman, we'll speak with you uh, next Monday, Doc. Thanks for popping on, as always. Have a good week. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman on the Hawkeyes. Fox uh, has just announced, this will surprise you, uh, USC Colorado on September 30th mm-hmm. will be the big te- big noon game on Fox. That is in Colorado? In Colorado. So, so that's 11 o'clock. Or it's, it's mountain. mountain. It's 11. Time. It's 10 o'clock. Yeah. 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 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Not 9 a.m. at least if it was at USC. Oof. Boy, they love... And they're going to get the brain speed in this week, I think. Don't you? Do you like Colorado over Oregon this week? Yeah. You do? 
It's no wonder I'm kicking your you-know-what in our contest. Yeah, Mr. 5-0. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thought I'd find a way to When's the last time you've had a 5-0? Trent, honest to God, I don't think I had one since we came back here. Probably not. I don't think I have. You're on fire. You're seeing it well. Oh, I'm seeing it well, baby. Oh, listen to Mr. Miller. Um, <laughs> Mr. Monday Night's coming up today, Yes, too, he by is. The way. He's well, got a double dip. Yeah, I might have to... See if he can uh, maybe pinch hit. Yeah, <laughs> go after you. You got this thing figured out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll come back. Talk a little NFL in our very short segment too, as we take you to the top of the hour. But we're here until one. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point. Problem? Call one eight hundred bets off. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three kicks. You know, we'll do a whole lot more on the NFL tomorrow. I promise you get a couple of the NFL voices in here, but uh, real quick, I guess well, your big, my biggest takeaway from the NFL yesterday, it has to do with a betting angle. Okay. Sean McVay kicking a field goal. Yeah. Down 10. Good man. Oh, <laughs> you took the Rams, did you? <laughs> and the seven and a half? Uh-huh. Love McVay. Oh, boy. He's my dude. Now, if he comes out and all of a sudden we see him like on a DraftKings commercial tomorrow night. Yeah, that's not a bad, that's <laughs> yeah, not good. It, Probably don't want to go with that. Line angle, right? seven and a half. They're down ten. There's two seconds left. Uh-huh. What do you do? You just you, the game end. Kick the field goal, or you kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. Good. Everybody that had the Niners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Throws their ticket on the ground with a lot of cuss words surrounding it. Um, The Chiefs, did you see much of Kansas City yesterday? Not a ton. I was on the Bears game and yelling at Justin Fields. Well, let's go there then. What is wrong with Justin Fields? He just won't look for his second and third option if the first one's not there. He's mentally broken. The the other part is he's the best running back playing quarterback in all football. And they have tried to break him of that quote-unquote habit. Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. Let him use his legs. Lamar Jackson. How did they win that game yesterday? Mm-hmm. It was Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things. Let Justin Fields be Justin Fields because him trying to make him a pocket passer, it doesn't work because he sucks at it. Yeah. Simple as that. They're 0-2. They, did you see my retweet? They have not uh-uh. won a football game since the 2022 MLB playoffs were happening. Uh, been a long time. It's been a very long time. Uh, your thoughts on Cincinnati. Are they done? I think they're cooked. And I hate to say it because I invested in Cincinnati, but yeah. the calf injury, you saw Burrow limping around. Yeah. He said afterwards that we'll see how it reacts. They were 0 2 last year. Mm-hmm. I understand the narrative. Yeah, but their schedule, Trent, what lies uh-huh. ahead. Oh, my God. And what the AFC is, how many good teams yep. there are, 9 and 8's not going to do it. Nope. 10 and 7 mm-hmm. might not do it. Yeah. It, it could come down to certainly a tiebreaker at 10 and 7. Well, look, Buffalo is for real. Miami is for real. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the NFC East. The Patriots, Trent, you're right. It's a good football it's team. It's a good football team. Yep. You were right. Patriots are but a good football 0-2 team. But they're 0-2 with two home games. 
They're kind of cooked. Uh, probably are. Same yeah. with the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson. They are absolutely cooked. The Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, oh. don't you have to fire Staley today, whether he had anything to do with yesterday's result or not? Did you see the postgame press Yes, conference? it was not good. How contentious it yes. was. Right. And he was going... Now, I never saw who the reporter was. Did you? No, I didn't. But the question was fair, and he was I asked about so. the, the playoff game. Did it? You know, does that still linger? Mm-hmm. That the debilitating loss that they had at the hands of the Jags last year. Of course it lingers. Ravens for real? Yeah, they are, aren't they? I and think we get they to are. see the Brownies tonight. Yep. I'm interested. And I want to see the Steelers convert. That, that's a big spot. That's where Buck and Aikman are. There's a new song. Oh, really? A new Monday Night Anthem. Is Hank Jr. coming back? No, he's not. Oh. It's Chris Stapleton doing a Phil Collins um, in the air tonight. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Remember that one? I do. Um, and Snoop Dogg's in it. They put a 30-second promo out. I like Snoop. But he doesn't do anything in the, in the th- promo. I don't know what he's doing in the song. You he's just got, need him as a hype man. That's, that's all, all he, he wants in this. Hey, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, we've got a uh, 6-15 kick and a 7-15 kick. And uh, ABC is going to air Monday Night Football all year long because of the writer's strike. Hour 2, Bama Bob Trent and I kick it off. It's next. 106.3 KXNO.